snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Asps. Very dangerous. You go first. Searching for the unusual, the obscure, the forgotten treasures hidden deep within streaming media. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. Plane in the sun! Get below! Lookouts, get below! Dive the boat! Dive the boat! Take her down to 150 feet, steer course 090. Continue to dive. Hello, divers. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. To the Deep Dive Podcast. This is the podcast. What? What do you? What is it? Is it? Is it St. Patrick's it, Day? Oh no! Uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I have to apologize for the Mandalorian. Uh, she, I hit that cabbage hard. She was like, <laughs> she was getting at the green Nyquil. And you, okay. So this might be. This might be actually the most entertaining uh, podcast we've ever done at this point. I I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, yeah. So uh, welcome, welcome to this particular edition of the Deep Dive Podcast, a never-ending quest to find the best and sometimes worst content hiding in your streaming media libraries. We do that. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine, available on Amazon.com, and with me, as always, is my Riverdance partner, Michael. No, 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 Amanda. What's no, that guy's name? Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley. Yes, he that, was. Not, then, is he alive still? Uh, he's alive, but he got uh, kicked out, and then he, uh, he did Lord of the Dance, and uh, oh. that was his thing. He, apparently, he had uh, his demands to continue with Riverdance were just a little bit too crazy. Well, I mean, when you got feet like magic. Yeah, but <laughs> he danced his way off of that stage. Oh, but into your heart. Into your heart of hearts. Um, it's me. It's Amanda. It's the Mandalorian, the co-host extraordinaire, lover of all things dinosaur. But hello, welcome yes. to our St. Patrick's Day episode. Yes, yes. So St. Patrick's Day has come and gone with yeah. no parades, apparently. Well, uh, you know that whole thing, like everyone's getting sick. What is it? The swine flu, mad cow? Uh, Pomona. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. Bovine 19. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, it's been causing everybody to, to cancel events so people cannot gather and spread. Well, community yeah, spread. Yeah, which makes sense. Community spread, which sounds like just some sort of generic cheese that you spread on your Oh, own. yeah. Ew. Nobody likes community spread. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, this is our St. Patrick's Day uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, as a true Irishman, according to Ancestry, uh, you know, the DNA thing. Oh, um, yeah. Like 96% or something. Crazy I was going to ask you, like, can anyone ever be 100% something? No, I don't no, think I so. Think I don't so. think that's possible. But you're mostly Irish. Mostly, You're like yes. super Irish. Super Irish, a little bit of Scottish, a little bit of German. Yeah. You know, I sound like a bar. Um, <laughs> so I am filled with pride this time of year and, uh-huh. of course, some Baileys. Um, I don't drink green beer, mind you. Uh, I don't like green beverages. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's. In- yeah, this includes a shamrock shake. Uh, matcha tea, uh, kale smoothies, and of course Mountain Dew. Uh, so I can't do any of that stuff. Mountain Dew's not really green; it's like a yellow. 
Yeah, I don't know. It so depends. So you feel like acid when you're drinking it. Kind of. Yeah. It's just disgusting anyway. <laughs> uh, but I love being Irish in the 21st century. Really? I do. Why? Well, there are no longer any expectations that we have to be police officers or violent alcoholics. Now we can be either or both. <laughs> Which is nice. Oh, and the city of Boston hates you right now. Hey, the city of Boston <laughs> hates a lot of things right now because they canceled the parade. And now, yeah. uh, you know, what are these people going to do uh, while yeah. they're sober? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cool. They get they've got to get up all that uh, pent up aggression from the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I read something online though that it's the highest or the largest um, uh, population in Boston is the Irish American. Absolutely. It's like 16% or something of Bostonians. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, they defined Irish person or Irish American as having at least 5% Irish. <laughs> that's, that's a low that's bar. That's like a low bar, but, I, but most people way wow. exceeded that. Way exceeded that. Jeez. Yeah, by, that, by that barometer, my cat is Irish. Uh, <laughs> I love Pumpkin. Hey, Pumpkin. He's Shout majestic. Out. Shout out to Pumpkin. Uh, so one of the sort of apocryphal legends surrounding this holiday <laughs> is the story of how St. Patrick cleansed the Emerald Isle of those pesky reptiles back in the 5th century. Oh, man. Turns out there were never any snakes in Ireland. They, they, they were, they, yeah, they just can't survive. No, uh, yeah. only pagans, uh, which to those early Christians were worse. And so that's who they drove out. R.I.P. Druids. It's like, uh, by Druids, we are just going to put our Christianity right here and kick you over here. Well, so there you go. yeah, and you know, fun fact about St. Patrick's, he wasn't actually Christian until he was captured by Irish pirates and converted because he was left in solitary and decided he heard the word of God. Oh, you know what? I would love to hang out with some Irish pirates. Well, I don't know, because this, we're talking like Roman Britain at that time. I feel like they would as quickly shank you as look at you. How's that different from going to Boston? Good point. Well yeah. taken. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this legend lives on, mm. uh, and that's why our topic this episode <laughs> is snakes. Of course it is. Did you expect anything different? No, of course <laughs> not. Now, from anaconda to snakes on a plane, <laughs> those reptilian rascals <sighs> have slithered our way into our hearts and onto our Plates. screens. Well, oh, no, yeah. not <laughs> Although I have had rattlesnake. Uh, it Ooh, is very interesting. I heard it tastes like chicken. No, it doesn't taste like anything. anything. Yeah, it's just kind of stringy and gross. To be fair, reptiles do live in Ireland. They just aren't snakes. Like they have salamanders. They have yeah. like newts. Yeah, they don't have but lizards, but they haven't got snakes. And it's not this no. natural phenomenon, but it's just not an area conducive of a cold-blooded yeah. animal. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. You know, uh, or the Scottish. Um <laughs> Sorry, Mel Gibson. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, one day we should have a Braveheart episode. Okay. I really do. I mean, I love uh, anything to do with Scotland, but I think that we should have a a Braveheart episode where we dissect that movie. Or like they dissected Mel Gibson at the end. Oh, tie in. uh, Or you can do Braveheart, and I'll do that one with uh, Tim Roth and Liam Neeson. No, knock it off. I love that movie. Oh, oh. So good. What's it called? Um, Rob Roy. Rob Roy. Love Rob Roy. Loved it. So anyway, snakes. We're kind of getting off the uh, <laughs> too much of that cabbage topic. Uh, so <laughs> now the fear, if you knew this, the fear of snakes is called aphidophobia. Because snakes, aphidophobia, because like aphidians, snakes are aphidians. Oh, I thought you were saying aphidophobia. I've only got a fiddle. No, you know, like a little. We'll just edit that out. Yeah. Uh, now studies have indicated that the fear of snakes. And other reptiles may be genetically ingrained in us. Wow. It's a survival instinct to protect ourselves from potential threats. 
The same is true for spiders. I hate spiders. Oh, I don't like spiders either. Snakes huge I'm okay with. Arach- I love snakes. Yeah, yeah. I huge arachnophobic yeah. though. No, no I'm, I'm not a fan oh. of spiders. So if you are, if you do happen to be one of the roughly 33% of adults who are afraid of snakes, you can think of this podcast as some kind of immersion therapy. 33%? Yeah, apparently a third. Apparently a third of wow. people are, uh, have some form of aphidophobia. Wow. That's right. See? Interesting. See, we bring you knowledge. We do. We do. <laughs> now, my first pick tackles a much rarer phobia, and that is the fear of actually becoming a snake. Oh, no. I'm not sure that's really a thing, but I'm going with it. Oh, man. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, yeah. So I'm talking about the 1973 film. That's the title. It is a capital S followed by six lowercase s's. Are you serious? Yes. (laughs) Sounds like a gas leak, I know. (laughs) So, yeah, this is it. Uh, It stars a pre-Battlestar Galactica Dirk Benedict, who was Starbuck in the original Battlestar. Uh, as a college student named David who finds a job as a laboratory assistant for a herpetologist, you know, a study of snakes named Dr. Stoner. Ha ha, dude. <laughs> and it was made in what, the 70s? Yes. Uh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Now, the good doctor's previous assistant went missing. Oh my goodness, what could have happened? Uh, no one finds that suspicious at all. So meanwhile, <laughs> young David begins receiving injections from Dr. Stoner what? to help develop an immunity to snake venom or or so he's told it is not true i'm shaking my head right now yeah so dr stoner of course has another agenda he believes that mankind's demise is inevitable due to some ecological disaster once again 70s right Uh. uh you know so like any sane person would do, he develops a serum that slowly transforms humans into reptiles Once this motion picture sinks its fangs into you, you'll never be the same. Don't say it. Hiss it. Don't say it. Hiss it. Don't say it. Hiss it. Touch your skin. It's scaled. Look for your legs. They're gone. Feel your body. It's cold. And listen for the hissing. The most unusual horror film ever made. See it. So he's been injecting David with this serum with some pretty nasty results. He begins shedding his skin, turning a lovely shade of green, and having weird snaky nightmares. Yeah. Does he get a tail? Uh, You'll have to watch. Uh, (laughs) And of course, that's what happened to the previous lab assistant. He got snakeified. Snakeified. And poor David is turning into a King Cobra, which is really bumming him out, for sure. Uh, of course, now there's a love interest involved, too. But, you know, how do you love someone who's so cold-blooded? This is the plot to that episode from Spider-Man. Kind of Dr. Feels Connor. Like kind of feels like the lizard, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the mad doctor in this is played by a veteran character actor named Struther Martin. <laughs> who was mostly known for his many roles in Westerns. He was a b- big a Western guy. Yeah. Cool name. And he was the prison overseer in Cool Hand Luke, which I believe I talked about in a previous episode. Mm. Uh, now, as I'm sure you've gathered, this is not, you know, high concept or, <laughs> or particularly, you know, artful. <laughs> Emmy worthy? Yeah. Oscar worthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it plays it straight, and there's a lot of interesting. What what the, what I liked about it is that they do they do give you a lot of really interesting sort of snake facts. This herpetologist oh. knows his stuff, uh, and you know you kind of find out some interesting things about you know snake. Uh, and you know it's really kind of it's really kind of interesting for that. But 
Uh, it's played straight, not for any camp value, but hmm. it, it's pretty dated, you know, 1973 and all that. So I.E. already can't be then. Yeah, exactly. But that, for me, just adds to the entertainment. The charm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, I gotta say, for 1973, <laughs> the makeup and practical special effects are actually pretty good. Uh, you know, there's some good, like, scale effects and, uh, you know, skin shedding effects and things like that for the time. <laughs> And when you see, you know, mm. our, our poor David in his sort of final uh, transformation, it's pretty weird. Um, and then there's another scene where uh, we we find we we find the the previous lab assistant who's now a circus freak, and he's like half snake, and it's like uh. really creepy. Uh, so yeah, this which is, half? Uh, which half? Eh, I mean, like not like half half and half, but like halfway mutated between snake and person. Okay, so not like his bottom half is no, a tail. No, 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 no. It's not like that. But he's sort of like halfway mutated. Huh. And it's it's kind of cool, actually. I, uh, you know, I, I like the movie. I got a, I, it's, I saw it when I was a kid, and I just, you know, it's one of those things that stuck with me. Right. Um, now, for the scores. 5.4 <laughs> out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database and a whopping 30%. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, sadly... Is not really available right now on any of the major <laughs> streaming apps at the time of this recording, but through the magic of YouTube, you can watch it in its entirety right now for free. I love YouTube. And that's with six S's. Say it with me. Thank you very much. Sounds like uh, when popcorn is just about to pop in a pan. There you go. Yeah. With that sizzle. <laughs> All right, you're up. Well, I don't know how I'm going to top that there's no way for me to top that but let me try in the uh not so normal fashion for me okay oh by the way remember a couple of weeks ago we did the shakespeare episode yeah i just realized that we could i could more of my picks could have been Antony Antony and cleopatra because she takes the you know she kills us over the snake to her you know you know, you know and and we could have like done a two-parter like an official two-parter and called it snakespeare Oh, why don't we think of these things? Uh, it's always too late. Uh, anyways, my pick. Oh, this is just pure gold. Yeah. Uh, no, my pick is pure gold. Uh, 2010's Megaconda. Megaconda? Megaconda. I am not familiar with this. This is directed by Christopher Ray, who also directed Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Of course you did. So you were you already get a, a taste of what this movie is. Um, it stars Michelle Bauer, who apparently was a famous B movie yeah. and Scream Queen. Yes. Um, yeah. So all right, here's the 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 basic plot. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like I I, I literally uh, am just laughing too much because I'm looking at my notes and I'm like I can't say that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, a volcano wakes up. Ooh. Okay, and it starts spitting out ash and like, you know, like about to erupt. Like it, it, it's angry, okay? That's what I do when I wake up. Well, yeah. Uh, it wakes up and it decides to make lots of loud noises, which in turn wake up this giant 50-ton snake, otherwise known as Megaconda. 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 Oh. Now, okay, do not expect brilliant FX with this. No. Or even good acting. No. This snake is blurry and even for 2010 it is horrible graph computer graphics (laughs) i mean the budget must have been like 200 bucks i mean seriously um but i think the sell value of this uh is how quickly they made these these monster b movies meaning like the turnaround time was probably a month 
and they got them out really fast and also there's a quick energy to it it gets people kind of wrapped in so if you're already invested in watching a b-movie you will you will kind of soar through this quickly and realize oh the time went um and how long it takes the viewer to actually understand the premise my favorite part (laughs) is in the beginning um which is sort of a common trope for horror movies i think is some that was the snake coming out Anyways, one of my favorite parts is when some unsuspecting extra rolls up and he finds something definitely ominous, but like, you know, like some giant chasm, let's say. But instead of like, you know, kind of like shying away from it because he has some common sense, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go and like investigate, right? I'm going to make a judgment call and I'm just going to go and investigate. And inevitably, um, that decision doesn't work out for them. So, uh, <laughs> Megaconda does not disappoint. No. Uh, enter the random construction worker who appears to be in the middle of a desert in a one-man dump truck. Not only do they portray him as a complete idiot because he's drinking while on the job, but he's supposedly unaware of his surroundings, um, also next to a giant crater of a hole, and boom, here comes a snake, uh, this giant noodle, and he's hungry. <laughs> giant noodle. <laughs> and <Danger> goodbye, noodle. <laughs> exactly, and goodbye construction worker. Now, along the movies, and very similar to, say, um, oh, what maybe night of the living dead or some movie where you gather followers along with you um what's that one that they remade in 2004 oh it's with the mall and the zombies dawn of the dead dawn of the dead thank you and so you you roll up into this this mall and you start making like friendships and relationships anyways that happens in this movie too so Mm -hmm. they're gathering people and all sorts of like different type of people but not like actual portrayals stereotypical portrayals like they have this one dude who's supposed to be like this california guy and he's got like obviously fake dreads and a surfer like uh toned his voice and then there's some like backcountry woman who's mm-hmm. this um michelle bauer woman and she's wearing like plaid and jeans and i'm telling you this was yeah. literally filmed on the side of a beach like it just <laughs> it, it, yeah so do they survive well, does anyone care? <laughs> does anyone care? You're just going to have to find out by watching it. But let's Aww. just say, let's just say it's a very explosive ending. Oh. Yeah. Now. I don't get it. <laughs> where can you find this? You can actually, believe it or not, find this on Amazon Prime, which, by the way, I didn't want to have Amazon Prime anymore. I was like, I don't order anything. Whatever Feeny has, I can just borrow his. What? <laughs> but my husband forgot to like take it off our credit card, so we're still paying for it. Thank goodness, because I found this gem a week ago. See? Um, you can also rent it on YouTube for $3.99 or buy it on Amazon for $4.99. Now, the scores. There's only oh. one score. Are there negative scores? Oh, it's a 4.5 out of 10 from IMDb. Oh, yes. Like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, nothing. There Not was nothing the there. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm going to be, you know, generous. I'm going to give it a 5.5 because there is definitely comedic value to this. Sure. It's campy. It's silly. It is hysterically horror-y. Like, meaning like, you know, when you have those horror films where you like, you should be scared, but yeah. you're just laughing yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah. But it really is supposed to be a scary situation. Right. So that's funny. I, I I really think that you should at least watch it once in your lifetime mm. because it's called Mega Conda. Yeah. Like those those other movies called like Ginormo Godzilla and it, yeah. So let me just say too that Anaconda is very commonly used to describe, you know, the 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 giant snake, but really most people are referring to the green water boa, which is 
I guess you could say um, synonymous with anaconda. Text, it turns out there's actually only four species of anaconda in the world, and they all live in the Southern America tropical water, and they're afraid of Jennifer Lopez, you know, yeah, all yeah, that fun yeah. stuff. Um, <clears throat> also, fun fact, mm. <laughs> this movie, this this movie portrayed the snake, as I, as I said, a 50-ton uh, uh, water boa or you know whatever snake Th the amount of weight that that is 50 tons is actually just inconceivable for that snake to even be able to move yeah it wouldn't be able to even I mean it would be crushed under its own weight exactly and so if City you know anything snake. about <laughs> snake anatomy they're they have this weird setup where their heart's really up here and their lungs are down there and all this stuff is moved out because of course I got really long bodies but if the snake were to actually be that heavy he would he wouldn't survive he'd suffocate he'd yeah, suffocate or, under yeah. his own weight Right. So um, I just want to say thank you for making that totally implausible movie because it made me laugh. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and and those always I always find those amusing because they always come up with the like the most outrageous titles for Sharknado. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, because I I've always wanted to like do one of those movies. Yeah, but I, I and and you know my idea would be is called uh, Mastodonkey versus <laughs> Velocirino. <gasps> now that's what I want to see. Yeah. That's me. I mean, that would like totally appeal to my demographic. I want to see the Velocirino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's <laughs> make this happen. Check it out. It, it's hilarious. And it's right up your alley, too. For like oh, B yeah. movies and like silly stuff. Definitely. I'm going to check that out <laughs> because I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> as are we yeah, all for I'm a while. Still, yeah, I'm still in the middle of that. It's yes. uh, Yeah. Did I tell you my quarantine story last time? I think I did. You did. Yes, I've you actually, did. Yeah, I've actually experienced legitimate quarantine. You have. And, it's very um, scary. It is very scary. So like I can imagine people walking around or you know, not walking around mm -hmm. as it were, yeah. but in their homes, like just, you know, you've already played your PlayStation enough. You already watched Netflix enough. What are you going to do? The answer is you just watch it again yeah, yeah. <laughs> or listen to our podcast. I have a question. If you, if you are quarantined in a round room, mm -hmm. does that mean you ha you're an Ovaltine? That was good. Thank you. That was very I good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. On to yeah. the second pick. <laughs> So uh, my second pick is the uh, 1998 film Lair of the White Worm. Ew. No, it is not the story of Harvey Weinstein's Hotel Suite. Oh. That's a bump bump right oh, there. Oh, that Thank was you. good. We need Thank a you. sound yeah, effect for that. I got to get a sound effect for that one. I mean, you know. He Where's our producer? Got, oh, yeah. no, it's us. Uh, <laughs> so this is a British horror movie based on the 1911 novel by Dracula author Bram Stoker. Oh. So the film version substantially deviates from the book, and that's probably a good thing because the novel by the novel was all terrible. I mean, of by course, anybody's yeah. account, it was the worst <laughs> he's ever written. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, you know, you, they took the name, they took the basic premise, and ran with it. Uh, <laughs> the movie stars—it's uh, an all British cast or British, you know, Scottish and all that. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Donahoe, uh, Hugh Grant. Ooh. And the twelfth Doctor, Peter Capaldi. No. Yes, as a young man, this was, he was much younger. It's like he's and I unrecognizable. Love him now. Yeah. yeah, he's oh, unrecognizable wow. in this movie except I for love the, the voice. Um, so Capaldi's character is an archaeologist named Angus. Angus. Mm, Angus. Uh, he's excavating a site near an English bed and breakfast. Um, <laughs> so it's like he's got his, he's got this little excavation site near there, and there's some caves and things like that. He makes a really bizarre discovery, and that is the skull of a snake-like creature. Now, not coincidentally, there's a local legend about a snake-like creature called the Dampton Worm. 
There is a legend of an ancient evil. Something's been found in Stone Rig Cavern. A legend that no one would ever believe. Legend has it that Stone Rig Cavern was the lair of the Dampton Worm. Unless, of course, it came right up and bit him. I hear you're having trouble with a snake. I honor was a pig snake god. I'm snake watching. It's as if they were just swallowed up. John Dampton went a fishing once, a fishing in the weir. He caught a fish upon his hook. He thought, look mighty queer. Now what the kind of fish it was, John Dampton couldn't tell. But he didn't like the look of it, so he threw it down a well. From the director of Altered States, creator of Dracula, a new movie of venom and vengeance. Ken Russell's The Lair of the White Worm. Now, the current Lord of Dampton Manor is James Dampton, played by Hugh Grant. Now, uh, as Hugh Grant occasionally does, he plays a kind of a uh, dandy, foppish, playboy-type character. as uh, Lord of the Manor. He's got parties and all that, you know. But... He soon learns about the legend and also that one of his ancestors is said to have killed the what? legendary creature. And these things never do stay dead for long. <laughs> In fact, someone is trying to revive the creature. It's always how it is. Yeah. And the seductive and somewhat snaky Lady Marsh is the culprit who lives nearby. She has stolen the snake skull and now needs a young woman to sacrifice to the snake god, as one does, to bring the creature back. So what we've got is uh, Snake Lady steals Snake Skull to bring back Snake Creature. And uh, so this movie, Lair of the White Worm, was written and directed by Ken Russell. Now, if you are a movie buff, you will know that name uh, from some of his previous works. Uh, he uh, directed The Who's Tommy, mm-hmm. uh, the movie's Altered States, and Crimes of Passion, which were all controversial films in their own rights for, mm-hmm. for different reasons. Um, he really likes to put in uh, a lot of like weird religious imagery into his movies. Oh, he's one of those like it's on the it's on the uh, the brink of being uh, sacrilegious. Yes, and, but and sometimes he gets away over the brink. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one scene where Lady Marsh, who is in, who is kind of. She can trans. She's immortal. She kind of can transform into a snake creature. She's Jafar. Yeah. She yeah. Uh, she, there's one scene where she like spits venom at a crucifix, and like there's all kinds of weird stuff like that in there. Uh, but that's notorious of, of Ken Russell's sort of style of uh, of filmmaking. But I really love this movie. It has a very 80s British post punk kind of aesthetic. Yep. Uh, it's got some really really cool makeup and puppetry effects, and there's a uh, a cool Scottish rock song. There's a musical number, and like not a musical number, not with dancing, but there's a uh, this Scottish rock band okay. that sings a song in this movie that basically describes the whole legend of the worm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the whole song is basically about the legend of the worm, and it's just like okay, so you can listen a, to the song and be done with it. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, so, but there's other, you know, there's other things involved. Will the worm come back? Will Lady Marsh reveal her true form at mm. some point? Uh, will Peter Capaldi and Hugh Grant slay the snake? Yeah. Uh, you know, you gotta check it out and find out, but it's, it's a really, it's a really well done movie. Uh, it's got some fun scenes in it. There's a, 
the uh, the snake lady, she likes to lay eggs. Uh, no, she likes to uh, sort of seduce like uh, young like teenage boys. So it's like and species, kind of, Ugh. yeah. And then the, you know, and then she like sort of you know takes bites their you know what's off, and, <gasps> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, but uh, it's it's a it's a very entertaining movie, very weird, very different, got a cool vibe to it. So I do recommend it now. Uh, as far as the scores go for this, it gets a, a fairly okay 5.9 out of 10 uh, internet movie database and yeah. a decent 65% That's a little bit better. on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, you can watch La- uh, Lair of the White Worm uh, on most streaming services for $3.99. Uh, that's including iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, and YouTube. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know what that reminds me of? But You know people who drink tequila, they drink like worms inside of it? Yes. Yeah. As soon as you start talking about it, it just reminds me of my father like eating the worm and then downing whatever alcohol was in there, and it just creeps me out. Yeah, I, uh, I'm Can't not a, I'm Can't not a tequila it. person. Um, it's just not my my drink of choice. No. I prefer grain alcohol, uh, <laughs> pure or Guinness. Or I just grab a bottle of witch hazel and just down <laughs> that. Witch hazel's really good though if you have some under eye issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah or, you know, I'm not picky. If anybody has a, a bottle of vanilla extract, NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, I'll drink that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our alcohol show. Yeah, well, we had to mention it because it's you know St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, so you have Day. to have a little discussion about. Well, are we, are we a drink, you know. Yeah. Oh, so here's the thing. I know that that people, the Irish folks, and believe me, I'm a little bit Irish too. I'm like 11 percent according to Ancestry DNA. Yeah, ancestry DNA. Um, but you know, there's that stereotype of like everyone's got to get drunk on St. Patrick's Day. They call it St. Patty's Day with two D's. Mm. Do you remember that one year Boston made the river green? Yes. Do you remember thinking like I did, like that is a horrible decision? Well, I mean, to be honest, this is a town that pronounces its basketball team's name wrong. They say Celtics. Celtics, and it's not supposed Celtic. to be Celtics. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah my faith yeah. is kind of shattered about that anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you it. know uh, the potato famine. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. No, no genetic. Uh, oh, so it scares me. It, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love potatoes. I feel like my husband has two food groups, and it's chicken and potatoes. And yeah. he's English. You got to have a starch. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, to. they. I mean, the Irish and, and English. You know, they're pretty much cuisine is all boiled everything. So. <laughs> oh yeah, boiled dinners. Do you, I actually? I, I don't yeah. mind. Them. No, no. I'm looking forward to uh, as you know. Having one. Yeah. I For St. Patrick's Day. I don't. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't mind them. I can do them once a year, though. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't I can't, do it Because, you know, it makes me a little bit gasser. But more importantly. But it makes everybody guess. So, you know, <laughs> that's the so point. That's exactly. It. So you don't know who the culprit is. It could be anybody, really. So if you go to work and suddenly it smells like cabbage, it could be any one of your coworkers. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's a great equalizer is what that is. <laughs> wow. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. But anyways, yes. hey, um, it's been a fun episode. Thank you to everybody who has listened to us. We know mm-hmm. that it's been a little bit of a, a difficult time, uh, well, for everyone, really, Yes. with this coronavirus. And, you know, and if you're kind of, you know, stuck in your house and you're self-quarantined to protect your family and friends and the rest of us, thank you very much. But also, like, listen to our podcast, you know? Yeah. And we've got, hey, we've got 52 episodes now. 
52. 52. We're coming 52. up to our, uh, actually, we're coming up to our second year. It'll be in about, what, six months? Yeah. Yeah, months, something, yeah, something like that. So about a year and a half now we've been going. We have like almost 6,000 downloads, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded us, who follows on Instagram, on Absolutely. Facebook, on Twitter. Hello to the Netherlands, because apparently we have a huge following in the Netherlands. Yes. Yeah, you got to stop sending us, you know, those weird cheeses. Yeah. I mean, but Toblerones are always in the yes, menu. Yes, please. Always do in the that. menu. Do that. Um, but if you want to find out where you can subscribe to us, you can go to the deep dive podcast.com and you can find our links to our pod being there and our Apple iTunes link, which by the way, if you like us, we would so appreciate mm-hmm. you rating us, <laughs> but really it gets us out to more people. And the more people who listen to us, the more people who get angry. Yeah. And, and that gives us something to do. Exactly. You know, cause this is all we have. I'm I mean, sorry. we really, we, yeah, it's, the, it's you're bad. my only friend. Oh, wow. That's really bad. I just feel bad for you now. Wow. Just kidding. My goodness. No, but I mean, it's not like we, we, we don't have sponsorships. We don't have any of that stuff. This is really just coming together for yeah, fun. We like yeah. to laugh. And there isn't too many ways that you can get this information. Let's just say that we kind of, we've got a genre. You yes. know, we really do. We do. We do. And honestly, thank you to everyone who's got us this far. Yes. But we've got some cool stuff coming up. We've got more microcasts, which yes, are really, really yes, fun. Yes. And speaking of, you know, everybody's got to wash their hands. Yes. So we've got a squeaky clean episode of the Deep Dive Microcast <laughs> coming up. So we're going to be diving into the history of soap operas. Oh, yes. Yes. So, so good. Soap operas, you know, we're trying to get everybody the word out there. Wash your damn hands. Wipes. My mother still, re- she still to this day quotes that wedding that happened on General Hospital. Oh, Luke and Laura. Yeah. Okay. I'm not old enough to know what that means, mm. but my mother still thinks about it 40 years later. General Hospital. Oh, God. Yeah. And then he betrayed her and Luke oh, was a jerk is, and then yeah. Laura died and then she came back. from. La- How many people have actually watched a soap opera from like its inception till like modern day? Because people die on that show like eight times. Oh, yeah. And they come oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the cast doesn't matter. It just matters the title. Susan Lucci. And, and the, you know, the premise. Yeah. And they can just go on and on. And there have been some weird soap operas. There yeah. have been soap operas that have gone to Atlantis. There have been soap <laughs> operas where uh, the main character is possessed by a demon. What about that one with the with the doll? Didn't they have a little like... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. <sighs> there you and we're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of that stuff on the next microcast. So please microcast. listen in. They're only 10 minutes. So if you only got a few minutes to listen to us, you can listen to them and then you can come back to our regular episodes, which are sometimes longer than 10 minutes. Yes. So, you know, if you have to be on the toilet for a while... <laughs> Hopefully you got that toilet paper. Oh, yes. You've been hoarding that, haven't you? Good. Good for us. Uh, So, yeah. So keep your ears open for that. And that wraps it up for this episode. So for the amazing Mandalorian and all of us here in Studio D, I'm Tom Feeney. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. You can find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. If you like us, please subscribe. All clips are intended for educational use only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Blaney and EchoCraft. Thanks for listening. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane!